0: Hey everybody, this is Amber Key, and you're listening to A Bright Idea Podcast, a show that sits down with entrepreneurs to hear about the aha moment that launched their businesses. Today we're joined by our guest Shannon Thomas, founder of UndiWash, a plant-based vegan laundry detergent used to kill the bacteria known to cause vaginal infections. Shannon has worked in the healthcare field for the last 16 years, with a concentration of OBGYN for nine of those years. In 2019, Shannon decided she'd heard enough complaints about recurrent vaginal infections from her patients and herself. Through research, building relationships with doctors, and whipping up organic and natural ingredients in her kitchen, Undiwash Wash was born. In 2022, Shannon took her brand a step further and started the Goodbox Boutique Feminine Wellness Lounge, a space where women can purchase menstrual care products while being seen, heard, and educated on feminine wellness. Shannon, thank you so much for being here today and speaking with me. me. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing well. Doing well, can't complain. Good, I'm just like, I'm so happy to speak with you because I talked to you last year when I was, I think I was working on a project for school Mm -hmm. and I was just like, I just loved how transparent you were and how you were having these issues in your own personal life. And also seeing this um, working in the office that you worked in and you were like, I'm just gonna create this product myself. And so um, before we get into your product, I just want to, I kind of want to go all the way back. Like, I want to know a little bit about you. Where are you from? Um, How did you, like, what's your career path? How did you get into the industry? Okay, so I am from
1: Far Rockaway, New York. Um, I'm a a little hood girl from the hood. (laughs) Very much removed from that now, but uh, just grew up, you know, with other little girls, always had something going on. Friends always have something going on. So I just, like gravitated towards women's health and vaginas and things of that nature. Um, so I moved down to Maryland probably about 2007 or so. Started with the Red Cross. Um, so it's kind of in the healthcare, you know, t- doing blood draws and things like that. Um, wound up having to do IVF. So that kind of pushed me more into the feminine health space because not knowing what was happening, why I had to do it just what was going on just in general with my body and other females, body, it just really got me intrigued. Uh, and then I started in OBGYN. So I've been there for a bit. Um, yeah, so that's how we kind of got started with everything.
0: So tell me a little bit about your IVF journey. So prior to uh, getting IVF, were you working in the healthcare field or is that what led you into that industry? That's kind of what led me into that industry. So I was, what was I doing?
1: I, I don't even think when I came from New York, I had like a real job because, you know, there was no really need for me to have a real job at that point. I came down, I was about 21 or so. Um, yeah, I started working at the Red Cross. We were doing blood draws. I enjoyed that, but wanted something more. Then had to do my IVF journey. Um, and that was, that was an experience because I was 23 having to do IVF. And, you know, it sounds crazy, but it's like a lot of things that we don't know. A lot of products that we've used have caused different things in our bodies, whether it be females or males, um, that kind of hurt us when we're trying to reproduce. So that's how I found myself in that feminine health space.
0: And so through uh, going through IVF, is do you have children now? Is that what I have do kids. have children. I have twins. So thankfully,
1: my first round of IVF, we um put two eggs. I have two wonderful babies, a boy and a girl. Uh, Yeah, and that's, that's where we're at. And that's I kind of took my, a lot of my friends have gone through IVF and IUI and different, you know, methods
0: to get pregnant. So I kind of helped them and talked them through that from my that's experience. That's awesome. So you said, you know, growing up, you were always interested in like vaginal health and then going through this IVF experience that that led you into working at an OBGYN office. It did. It did. So when I, so I'm the kind of person, when I say I
1: want to do something, I kind of make it happen or God, you know, he gives me the steps and I, I make it happen. So one day I was like, I want to work in a, in a doctor's office. Right. So then I, I started at See, at an urgent care. I started at of urgent care. Um, and I'm like, eh, you know, this is cool. We were doing pain management and primary care, but I'm like, no, I, w- I want to see the ladies. I want to be with the babies. Like I want to see like how it all comes together. Like I know how I felt, you know, going to my doctor's appointment and didn't really have anyone to talk to. I think I want to, I want to be that person for women and men because men have a lot of questions as well. Um. So then I found myself in a OBGYN office at, at a medical hospital, actually down in only. That
0: was my first OBGYN job. So you're at this OBGYN job and how long had have, have you been working there or working in OBGYN? At that point, probably
1: about six years or so.
0: Okay. Six years. So
1: a lot of women came through the doors. A yeah. Lot. And
0: mm-hmm. what was your position? What were you doing in the office? So I was a medical assistant,
1: so I would assist the doctor anytime that they interacted with the patient. I would get the vitals when they would do the exams and ask the questions, especially with the male doctors, I would be in and I would listen. And I would just listen and take in all the information and they would ask the questions. And I'm like, okay, well, if my friend asks me this, I'm going to tell her this. And I'm going to tell her, you know, this is the avenue that she needs to go through. These are the doctors that she needs to see. So I was just like a little sponge, just listening every
0: time the patient asked the questions. Yeah, I love that. Um, and so what were some of the common infections that you were seeing women coming into the office experiencing?
1: The common infections were bacterial vaginosis and yeast infections. Of course, you know, there were some STDs along the way, a lot of those. But for those, you can't really do too much. But I knew that the yeast infections and a bacterial vaginosis they were kind of preventable because we would have women they would be in their 50s and say like what is this like this has never happened to me in my life so i i knew you know it was a it was a road that a lot of people went through but a lot of people didn't know about it as well
0: mm-hmm. and did you have um i mean i i'll be transparent here i i experienced bacterial vaginosis and yeast infections growing up i was a an athlete my whole life and so uh, I would be at track meets and be sitting in that, that you know, in those sweaty clothes all day and a yeast infection would come up. So that's something that I experienced at a young age. But did you, do you have personal experiences with bacterial vaginosis and or? Definitely do.
1: That's what drew me to them as well. Not only the IVF part, just from the age of 16, I would say at least once a month or definitely a couple of times a year, I was dealing with bacterial vaginosis. Um, and it was mainly because I didn't know any better. Um, one, we're not taught, especially in school and, you know, with our parents, especially older parents, they tell you how to clean yourself, but they don't tell you certain things. So at that point, I didn't know that I, my vagina shouldn't smell like flowers because, you know, the people on the radio, the rappers, the little boys are saying, oh, they should smell like flowers. She smells like water. What does water smell like? So, you know, you're chasing trying to do that, putting the North forms up there, just putting anything up there to make it smell like flowers. But I didn't really have anyone to talk to, especially not at 16, because then it's like, why do you want your vagina to smell like flowers? Like, Don't ask me a no question. Just help me get this thing to smell like flowers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so in the age of 16, um, I dealt with bacterial vaginosis, a lot of yeast. And it's like, this is not normal, but half the women in the world deal with this. It's like the BV, bacterial vaginosis, is one of the biggest uh vaginal infections for women. Uh, but we don't know too much
0: about it. Oh so, yeah. Well, we're gonna get back into bacterial vaginosis and yeast, but what were you putting in your vagina to make it smell like flowers? Girl. And was not working?
1: I didn't do the douching. That I because I, I I was just like, I'm not gonna go that far now. But they have something called Norform. It There was like a little suppository that you would stick up there. And it just smelled really nice, but I may have smelled nice for one day, but after that one day, it was like, girl, you stink. Like, you stink.
0: Is it still on the market? Like, can people still get this you out? Know, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to look that up.
1: I'm going to, I, I know. know they have other things, but it may not be called Norforms, but it's definitely some things mm-hmm. on the market, like the Vagicils. I tried those, the Summer's Eve. And I don't understand because my vagina will always burn. But mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, because no one said don't put it up there. Mm-hmm. And I was putting it up there.
0: So. so for our listeners, because like you said earlier, you would have 50-year-old women coming into the doctor's office like, what is this? This has never happened to me. Um, and, you know, bacterial vaginosis and in, in yeast, it doesn't discriminate. You can get it at any age. But for mm-hmm. our, our listeners who don't know much about um, bacterial vaginosis, also known as BV or yeast, can you tell us um, the difference between the two? Because they they have similar symptoms, but they're yeah. contracted but they're and very you, they're
1: very different. So can you very explain different. that a little bit? So now the yeast, a yeast infection, you can get a yeast infection in your mouth, under your breath, any type of area that sweats. Babies get yeast, like the thrush in their mouth is a type of yeast. So the yeast in the vagina it's gonna kind of smell a little doughy. It's gonna smell a little yeasty. Um, It may smell a little fishy and that's what it has in common with the BV, but a BV fishy odor is a lot stronger. Um, It could be like cottage cheese. Uh, It can be watery, the yeast. Now you get the yeast just from, if you have a lot of sugar, if we have a lot of sugar in our body or a lot of moisture in our vaginal area, that's what causes the yeast. Now the BV, that's going to be like a, it's a distinct odor. If you ever smell a garbage truck going by, that's kind of what it smells like. It, you can definitely differentiate it when it's really bad. Um, And that is from an overgrowth of bacteria. So we have good bacteria, we have bad bacteria. So when you get bacterial vaginosis, that's the body's way of telling you that it does not like something that you either ate, put in it, or put on it. That is, te- that's, it's like it's, way of fighting the issue that you have going on. So if you are ever able to, because a lot of people can't pinpoint sometimes, so we just start reducing things. But if you're able to pinpoint, just make sure you stay away from that thing because you're going to keep getting it. You're going to keep having to take the antibiotics. Sometimes you can do like um, boric acid to keep it away or some um, like some gels, but for the most part, you're gonna have to take an antibiotic to get rid of the BV. Yeast will kind of go away on its own, especially if you drink a lot of water, but that BV definitely is not gonna go away on its own.
0: If bacterial vaginosis and yeast are not treated properly, they can lead to a host of other issues. Is that Infertility right? Infertility
1: issues, yes, that's correct. Infertility issues, Um, you have a higher chance of getting an STD. Um. Especially, so sometimes we can, like your partner can have an STD and if you're using a condom or whatever, um, it can kind of prevent that. But sometimes it can't if you have an infection already because the environment is already down. Your immune system is already down. So it'll be hard for it to fight that infection. So yes, it can cause a lot of other things to happen.
0: You can get uh,
1: pelvic inflammatory disease, which is like inflammation in the cervix. So many different
0: things with yeast, like you said, you could get yeast, you know, in different parts of your body, not just your vagina. You can also get it from, you know, over moisture in your underwear and your clothing. Um, but bacterial vaginosis is a little different. Um, is bacterial vaginosis considered an STI?
1: No, it okay. is not. It's not something that's passed from partner to partner. It singles it singles you out. It singles out that vagina. It, One vagina only It's not going to pass to anyone, even if you have intercourse um, with another female. It's not going to pass to them. It's just an overgrowth of your bad bacteria. And then I'll go back real quick to the products that we're using. Um, If you I don't know if you've been noticing all of the different things that are on the market market right now. Uh, We have the menstrual cups, the menstrual discs, the organic pads, uh, the period panties. Um, A lot of us are still stuck. In the past times where we're using things that we know are not quite good for us and that have caused us irritation in the past, but it's like, oh, well, this is what I'm used to. This is the cheapest. Sometimes the cheapest isn't the best. Sometimes what we're used to isn't the best. Um, And I feel like we're, again, disproportionate to other races because they're willing to try things. They're willing to, you know, get out of their heads and say, hey, if I have, a menstrual cup. Somebody's telling me that it's not going to give me any irritation. You know, it's going to reduce my chance of fibroids and cancers. I'm going to use it. We're a lot slower to use things than other um, ethnic groups are. Okay. So that's kind of our downfall as well.
0: There's a lot of medications to treat these infections, including gluconidazole, metronidazole, clindamycin, or boric acid suppositories. I've used all of them for you or for some of the women that you were seeing were these pro- were all of these products working all the time cuz for me like metronidazole for example I'm allergic to it like I took it one time and I had rashes from head to toe so I can't use it were you finding these medications to help you they were so the metronidazole helped me yes
1: um but it's horrible to take uh kind of makes you feel bad when you're taking it because it just it's so strong and when you do the, so you can do the metronidazole pills or this gel. And of course, pills are more effective than gel, but it's just, it, it just takes a toll on your body, especially if you're doing it monthly. But mm-hmm. so what I suggest is really just figuring out why you're having these issues. Like before the period, you may want to just take a little like a peri bottle and just rinse it out with warm water. Just rinse it out a little bit. And then just making sure that you're changing your pad more frequently. Um, Let's say you feel like, okay, well, I change my pad three times a day. You may need to change it four because something your body is telling you that it doesn't like what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you're using the proper product. You always like now we really need to get away from anything that's not organic. If it's not organic, we really like research has shown that it's causing issues. It's making your period to be longer, heavier. It's causing more cramping because, you know, those type of companies want you to actually bleed more. So they have chemicals in them and it's been proven that they have chemicals in them to, you know, shed the lining of that uterus more. It doesn't need any help. It don't, don't, you know, it didn't ask, you know, the big box brands to help them, to help it. It knows what to do. It's going to get the exact amount that it's supposed to let out. It's going to do what it's supposed to do. It doesn't need help. So anytime that you have your pet, I really suggest that you find a good organic brand. Um, and I know they can be a lot, ex- you know, expensive, but there are some cheaper ones on the market. Um, but just do some research and really change your things to organic. And it wow. will change your life, I promise you.
0: <laughs> One thing that I also found in using some of these medications was like my first few times experiencing a yeast infection or bacterial vaginosis. The products that, you know, they would say, like, take this for seven days or like with uh, on it was like the one tablet and then it was, you were good. But after my first few, these products weren't working anymore. And so I guess this is a perfect segue into undiwash. Wash. What else could be a contributing factor to why you're having these recurring issues?
1: What we're eating. Especially with the yeast. Um, and a lot of diabetics will will let you know, like, they can tell when they're getting a yeast infection and when they eat too much sugar because it shows in that, you know, that vaginal discharge. Um, so they can kind of curb it a little bit and drink some more water. You definitely want to be drinking your water. Um, and just look out for triggers anytime because we know our bodies. So, like, let's say right now, you know, you're fine, right? Everything is okay. But I'm sure when your period is about to come, you can tell, like you can feel the changes in your body. So maybe around that time, you don't want to eat certain things because you know, you know, you may have a little odor um, or you may have a little itching if you eat this certain thing around your period time. So I really suggest, just. Taking account of what's happening during each time of our cycle. When we ovulate, you may want to eat more because your body is, you know, getting ready to fertilize an egg to be pregnant. So many different things happen throughout our cycle that if we really pay
0: attention,
1: we can knock out a lot of things that happen to us afterwards.
0: Talk to me a little bit about the bacteria that's living um, in our panties and how, um how we should be washing them more. Okay.
1: So now that bacteria, of our, our, our vaginas have discharge. It's self-cleaning. Again, it does not need any help doing what it needs to do. So on a daily basis, we have that discharge. If we're not wearing a panty liner, it's just sitting there. It's sitting there. It's growing different species of the bacteria. And we're just sitting on, on that all day. That can cause a rift in our good pH, because it's like, okay, I let this out, it needs to go, it shouldn't be sitting this, you know, it's coming out for a reason, so you want to, if you're not wearing a liner, you need to make sure your underwear clean, mm-hmm. so that's where the undie wash comes into play, because it actually kills that bacteria, and I don't know, this has happened to me several different times, I am 37, and I still, you know, I wash my clothes in the washing machine. I put them in there and they don't come out clean. That's regular clothes, underwear, um, because sometimes I wear a liner, but for the past couple months, I've noticed that I don't really need to wear one too much because I haven't had that much discharge. I've noticed when I wasn't wearing an organic liner that I would have a lot of discharge. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Problem, because I'm paying attention now. I'm like, okay, what's happening with my body? Now that I'm not using a liner, I'm not having as much discharge. I do have some, but not as much as when I was wearing a liner. So that discharge would be on my underwear after I wash them in a the washing machine. So that's why even if you don't use undie wash, you want to use a detergent, one, that kills bacteria, two, hand wash your underwear. Mm-hmm. I know it takes a lot of time. Sometimes, you know, we just don't feel like it, but I really suggest doing that because that will help reduce your chance of getting a yeast infection or any bacterial infection. Um, Cause who wants to deal with that?
0: Let's go, go back a little bit. So you um, were working in an OBGYN office. You were seeing all of these women come in for these common um, infections. You were having these infections your, uh, yourself. And so you were trying things, they weren't working. And then you were like, F it, I'm going to make my own product. And here lies Undie Wash. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me, like, what was
1: your big idea? When I um, came up with Undie Wash, I probably was working in the office about five years or so. On a daily basis, there would be 100, 125 women because we had five doctors on a daily basis. There were seven there, but at least five would be there on a daily basis, right? So I'm with a specific doctor. So I know, you know, her patients are dealing with yeast infection and BV. And anytime, because people will come in there a lot for the same thing. And it's like, okay, I've taken the medication. I've done what you told me to do. What now? What, like, well, I'm tired. What can I do? And I was one of the ones asking a question too, because I'm like, something has to give. Like, I cannot keep taking these antibiotics because they make you feel sick. Like, they make you feel tired. They drain. they're nasty. Um, some of them you have to take with food. And if you don't take it with food, you know, you feel like you have to vomit. You have that, all these other symptoms, you know, while taking a medication that's supposed to be helping with vaginal issues. So patients will always say, well, the doctor would be like, oh, well, you know, what detergent do you use? And they would say, you know, whatever they said. Oh well, you should use a sensitive one because maybe your vagina is sensitive. And they were like, okay, well, what one? Can you suggest one to me? Like, what brand? Like, what's the best? Because I've tried this, I've tried that, it didn't work. And they were just be like, ah, oh, well, you would have to do some research. And you know, nothing wrong with the doctors, you know, because they can't research everything because they know a lot. So I wouldn't expect them to, you know, know which one is going to work for everyone. Um, so one day I was just like, hmm. They keep telling them, you know, to use that sensitive detergent, but not giving them a brand to use. So I was like, well, could it really be an issue with our underwear and with the detergent that we're using? So I asked each doctor um, when, when I saw them by themselves, I was like, you know, could this really be a thing? And every single one of them, males included, were like, yes, it definitely could be. So I was like, "Okay, well, what type of ingredient should be in something like this? Everybody had their own opinion. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do some research. Did some research. And we have Undy wash.
0: Did you always know you were going to be a business owner? I didn't know. Um, actually, I'm going to
1: say yes. I'm going to say yes. I didn't know what type of business because I've tried several different things. Like I had an arts and crafts business. A couple different things. I know for me, I'm not, I'm not the type of person that can work under someone else and be happy doing that. I need to be my own boss because I've worked different places and I've seen, and not even just for like money purposes, but I've seen how bosses treat people. I see how, you know, you're supposed to be on a team and you don't feel like a teammate. So I've always wanted to be that person, whatever type of business that I had to make sure I was looking out for the people that worked for me and with me. So I knew I was gonna be something, someone, but just didn't know what it was gonna
0: be. And how like courageous is it for you to like see that there's problems, you know, doctors who are certified to tell people, you know, to help people with their issues and women are still experiencing these problems. You're experiencing them yourselves yourself and then you like create this product. So what support did you get along the way to to bring it to fruition? So I got support from family
1: and friends. Um, what I did was I made a, um, like a test, a test solution. Right. And I gave it to a bunch of people that I knew. Um, even some of the patients, because I got cool with some of the patients over the years, I gave it to them. I'm like, listen, I need y'all to tell me exactly what this thing does. If you get an infection, let me know. Um, if you don't like the smell, let me know. So it was like we were doing research together. Um, So we did research and no one had an issue. I, ha- It's so funny. Like I have one person, she swears by this thing so much that, and I do not recommend this, But she would, she would like clean down there and there's nothing wrong, but that's not what it's for. Like, don't put it in the vagina, ladies. Wash your underwear. But yeah, she just loved it. It never gave her an infection. She loved the way that it smelled. It it was just great for everyone. And then I'm like, okay, well, we know that it's not giving you an infection. Have you had an infection since you started using it or how, you know, what was the what was the difference for you? A lot of people, they don't get infections at all anymore and a lot have reduced some because they know what their triggers are. So they're like, well, I'm not going to stop doing certain things, but I know, you know, I'm using a good product that can just, that's just better for me, period. So some people, you know, we're stuck in our ways. Um, But for the most part, everyone has really had good results with using the underwash.
0: And so paint a picture for our listeners here. Were you like in your kitchen making potions? Like, how did you come up with the ingredients? How did you come up with like who did you talk to to get it in the bottle? Like, run us through it. So the ingredients. Found a place to get the ingredients. I,
1: I did all this research because I'm I'm a researcher. I'm like, I got to find, especially I got to find the things for the right price. I got to make sure they're not trying to get me. Um. So just on the internet, getting all the ingredients together. I would be in my kitchen just making different pots of different things. Um, yeah, and then I, like, I really wanted it to be, so the thickness isn't exactly where I want it to be. And that, that's what like kind of stumped me with it. But then I'm like, well, all the ingredients to make it thicker, they're not organic. It was so important for me to make this thing organic. Uh, I was like, I'm not doing anything that's going to, you know, down the line, cause someone to have any type of cancer or any type of issue. So everything had to be organic. Um, so just doing the research, making all the, all the um, different batches. And then once I got it to where I knew I couldn't take it any further, I went to a chemist. Um, she helped me kind of find a new way to make it. So at first, it was a cold pour. Because remember, I don't know anything about this. I'm like, I, I, I'm trying. I'm, I'm, you know, trial and error with this thing. So she taught me how to do it, make it hot, to heat it up first. And then the consistency started to come. And I was like, okay, I like this. It started to last longer. So that chemist helped me with that part. Now the bottles and the label, that came because, and mind you, this started during a pandemic. I actually, one of my good friends, uh, she heard her business is Mommy Moabuck. She's helped different entrepreneurs uh, really realize their dreams and try to navigate how to get to where they want to go. Um, she set up a call with B. Dixon of the honeypot for me, which was like, crazy i was like wait a minute i'm just starting out and i'm on a call with b dixon oh my god and for our viewers
0: for our our listeners who don't know who b dixon is who is that b
1: dixon is the owner of the honeypot the infamous honeypot that is helping everyone around the world So, yeah, she's the owner of the Honeypot. So she um, told me what type of bottle that she thought, you know, would be a good fit for it. She hooked me up with her marketing team. They helped me with the labels and with my website. Um, And she gave me just a little bit of tips on things that I didn't know. Um, So that's kind of why we're a lot further along than like people would think when they ask me certain questions like when I'm going for grants and different things they're like okay well do you have this and I'm like yeah do you have that I'm like yeah and they're like oh okay well you know you're on point I'm like thanks Mm V yeah she definitely got me got me together uh that first meeting back in 2020 uh when we spoke
0: for Our listeners who want to, you know, entrepreneurship is is so great. It's so important. Um, But, you know, you see people on Instagram or on the internet and and everything looks like rainbows and sunshine. And like, it's so easy to start and easy to get motivated just for perspective. Like how um, you talked a lot about like the process and how you went from this idea to the product In what span of time, like how long did that take you to get to, The actual, like, okay, this is the this is the detergent, um, and this is what we're gonna put on the market. So the,
1: the time between the time that I was comfortable to actually tell people what I was doing and to say I'm going to sell this thing probably was about six or seven months. Because I one, I didn't want to get sued. I'm like, I don't not want to be burning up nobody coochie. Like this is important. When she's not together, we're not together. Right. Like, I don't have time for that. So I have to make sure if nothing else, even if the bottles weren't together, the labels weren't together, I'm like, this formula had to be together. So i right. say probably about six or seven months. Um, before I was really comfortable with putting it out there for the world to see.
0: And so how uh, someone who buys this product, how do you use it? You are going to use it
1: for your undergarment, for your clothes, not for your personal body part. OK, you are going to hand wash your underwear. You are going to hand wash your clothes, or you can put it in a washing machine. It's safe for HE washing machines or washing machine types. It is not going to mess up your clothes. It's a regular detergent. It just has the extra bacteria fighting properties.
0: Can you talk to me about some of the other products that you sell through Undy wash? Is it only the detergent, or do you have other products on the site?
1: So in the undie line, we have the mess laundry bag because you want to make sure you keep your underwear separate from the rest of your clothes. I know a lot of times, especially us black people, we're like, oh, no, we need to take off our outside clothes. You know, those are bad, bad, bad. Your underwear are bad, bad, bad. You should not keep your underwear with the rest of your clothes because it actually has salmonella. E. coli. I don't know if you've had a, a UTI before, but these are the type of things that cause UTIs. Um, these are the type of things that cause skin rashes. Sometimes you can have a rash and not realize where that rash has come from. Probably the bacteria on your underwear, because some a lot of times our clothes are not cleaned properly or we'll just put on jeans. Some people won't wash the jeans for like months and months, and it still has that bacteria in there. We do number one and number two. So you want to keep your underwear separate from the rest of your clothes. Uh, we have a basin to where, one, you don't just have to wash your underwear in the sink. You can put it in a basin. You can take it with you and you can get your undergarments clean. So those are the three things in our underwash wash line.
0: Do you have any mentors or people in your corner that help, to help you to advance your, your business? Yeah. Yes, I do. So right now, uh, one of those
1: people is Angel Gregorio with the Spice Suite. So I'm actually one of the Spice Girls. Um, what that means is she allows me to come with my business and all the things that I have, and I pop up at the Spice Suite, and I'm actually to sell them there for free. Um, any type of connection that she has, any in any way that she can help us, she does. Um, so let's say she knows that J.C. Penney. If someone one of us is selling clothes and she knows J.C. JCPenney has these grants and um, she may know someone over there. She'll let us know, hey, go talk to such and such at JCPenney. They can help you figure out what to do next. Even if it's not about a grant, they can say, OK, well, I know you have jeans. Maybe next season have these jeans. Anything that she can do to help us. Um, she's helped us tremendously, especially with allowing us to pop up for free.
0: How often you said that she allows you to sell your uh, your products in her shop? How often are you are you doing that in the spice? So I'm
1: there twice a month, um, and if she has like a special event, then I'm able to go as well. But I'm there every first and third Saturday of the month uh, with the Good Box Boutique and Undiwash.
0: Tell me a little bit about what Good Box Boutique is.
1: Happily. Okay, so the Good Box Boutique, it's a feminine care lounge. Um, it's a place for women to come. So I have all types of products. So remember I said you want to have organic pads. You want to be in a space where someone can help you navigate the things that we navigate on a daily basis, especially being women. Um, I've gone to Target, I've gone to Walmart, looking for different pads and different things. There was no one there to help me um i picked the wrong path because i had no one to help me i sat there for hours reading the back of the boxes and all of that because there was no one there to help me so the good box is the space where you can come i'm always there there's going to always be someone there to help you navigate whether it be the pads the menstrual cuffs um i have vulva wash by gentle different things that help us just be better feel better do better and make better choices for our bodies. Um, so you can buy all of your menstrual care products there. You can get your nails done. You can get a facial, foot massage. You can come relax. You can have drinks. We have girl talk. Um, we just have so many different things, so much fun at the good box. It's a feminine
0: care lounge. And so is this for, um, is the, the boutique uh, a place for all women of all ages to come and, and receive education?
1: All women of all ages, sometimes we'll let the men in because my motto is if we don't tell the men what we like and what we need, how will they know? So I don't exclude them all the time, but most of the time they can't come. Um, But yeah, so we have menopause products, we have vaginal dryness products, Um, just anything that you can think of that women need, we have at the good box.
0: What has been the most rewarding part about wash and being your own boss? Not having infections.
1: Helping women, because it's really, it can be debilitating, especially with the bacterial vaginosis, because, you know, if you can smell yourself, someone else can smell you. That's how you really know the difference of that in yeast. Like it really has a distinct odor. Um, and it makes you feel self-conscious. So the fact that I know that I'm helping women to kind of, get their confidence back is such a big deal because for a long time, I like, I didn't have anyone to talk to, you know, at 16 and 17 and 18, um, when I'm sneaking to the doctor by myself, I didn't have anyone to talk to and ask, you know, what was happening? Why is this happening? Um, it was even at a point I had a partner, he had chlamydia and all I had was a yeast infection because we did use a condom, which, and I found out at that time that I was allergic to latex. But it's like, I thought I had chlamydia because this boy told me, oh, I got chlamydia. You gave me chlamydia. I'm like, no, I didn't. I didn't even have chlamydia. Like, that's heartbreaking not to have anyone, you know, to go through that with and say, for them to even be like, girl, no, you don't. Like, go to the doctor, figure it out, and then, you know, take the route that you need to take. So the fact that I have women hit me up on Instagram when they see me in the street, they're like, oh, you ugly wash." People don't even know my name. Okay. They know me by undy wash and that, that, that makes me feel so good because I know I'm making a difference. I know, you know, I can't help everybody, but the fact that I'm helping somebody um, feel good and figure this thing out, that's, that's like um everything to me.
0: One thing that I really love about undy wash and about just speaking to you in general is I think I, I mentioned this earlier in our conversation, but how open and honest and transparent you are. I think that um, vaginal infections and STDs, STDs, all of it is just such a taboo and so embarrassing to talk about. Um, and I think as as we get older, and now with with social media and how easy it is to connect, I think those conversations are are ha- are being uh, are being had more. Uh, but what are you doing for like young girls and, and bringing up the next generation so that they can not be embarrassed about? About having, you know, yeast infections or BV. So one thing that's near and dear to my heart. So I have a daughter.
1: I talk to my daughter, right? I tell her all of the things. I talk to my son, tell him all of the things to expect, and you know how to treat women and when they have their period, what to do. They talk to their friends. They come home at least once a week, telling me, "Oh, well, we talked about this. We talked about it. even my son." So talking to the younger kids, the younger generation about the things that we didn't talk about. That's one thing that I'm doing. We have period parties, um, because we're, we're going to celebrate, you know, our menstrual cycle. It's not a lot of people say, oh, you're becoming a woman. I don't like that term. Um, yes, you're growing up, but you're not, I don't want to call it what, because little girls get scared. They're like, no. And then they don't tell you. And then, you know, they're bleeding and then they're putting the tissue in having accidents at school because they were scared because they're thinking they're gonna be a woman. A 10-year-old doesn't want to be a woman, a nine-year-old doesn't want to be a woman. Like, no. So we're having parties, we're having the discussions, we're doing um, period kid drives, different things. I'm I'm really just trying to make sure that the younger generation knows that it's it's not a death sentence, it's not bad, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, you can tell your partner that you have it. Like you can be comfortable talking about this thing. So I'm just like yelling from the rooftop. What do you find is the hardest thing about being a business owner? Getting out of my own head. Realizing that, you know, I may not have, you know, the PhD or the doctor's degree, but I do have something to say. Um and I kind of beat myself up a little bit because I'm like, okay, yes, I'm saying this. I'm saying, you know, vaginal infections, cleaning your vulva, all of these things, right? But they're going to be like, well, who is she? What, you know, what what does she have to back her up? At this point, I just need to realize I, I have a vagina. I'm a girl. You know, I I experience these things. So that's good enough for me. If it's not good enough for you, you don't have to listen. So it's really just getting out of my own way and just realizing one, I have something to say. Two,
0: it's valid. We're going to do uh, a rapid fire uh, round. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. And you can tell me, like, the first thing that comes to mind um, okay. is they're about our vaginas? So here we go. So uh, vaginas are naturally moist and being moist is a good thing, but too much can lead to vaginal infections and, and bacteria overgrowth. So what do you say is the best fabric that we should wear um, to keep our vaginas dry and not overgrowth with bacteria? Cotton.
1: So you can still wear your sexy panty, your sexy silk and all of that. Make sure the gusset, which is the seat, the seam of the underwear, are cotton and you'll be okay.
0: Okay. And is this a wives tale? Um, Should we wipe front to back versus back to front or does it matter? We're gonna wipe front to back.
1: And that's because even when you're doing anal, anything that from the back that goes to the front, automatic infection. Whether you clean it, whatever, automatic infection.
0: And how often should we be changing our pads or our tampons?
1: Depending on how your flow is, I would say every three to four hours.
0: And what is the best soap to use to wash your vagina? No soap. Really? To clean your vulva. So remember. Oh, well, yeah, let us know. Educate us. What's the difference?
1: So the vulva is going to be the outside. That's going to be your lips or your labia. That's the part that you see the vagina is inside. That's the pink that you have to spread where the penis goes through. That's the actual vagina. You do not want to put any soap in there. Mm-hmm. You can use soap in your pubic area or in the vulva, but not the vagina. Okay. So it's, for some people it's interchangeable. So that's why it's important for us, especially to teach the kids the terms, Cause it's like, oh, somebody touched my vagina. No, they touch your vulva. But
0: yeah, so no yeah.
1: In the vagina outside. For the vulva,
0: so for the vulva, what what's the soap that you would recommend? The
1: soap that I'm going to recommend
0: is the Gentle Feminine Wash. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So you're not going to recommend Dove soap? I recommend Dove Sensitive. If, okay. it were, if you're looking for a
1: big name brand, it's going to be Dove Sensitive. Okay. Something organic me- that I personally use is going to be the Gentle Feminine Wash. By who? Do you have a name brand? Yeah. So her name is Leah. So it's actually Black-owned, Black-female-owned. Yes. You can, her, you, okay. it, you can find her on Amazon. You can find her at The Good Box. Um, and you can find her on Instagram. She has a website as well.
0: Okay. And what is it called again for our listeners? Gentle Feminine Wash. Gentle and that's G-N-T-L-E. And lastly, how often... I know that with undie wash, you know, we're supposed to be washing our intimates separately, but how often should we really be buying new panties? Honestly, I'm gonna keep it a hundred.
1: I've had underwear since I've had, for for a long time, at least.
0: Okay, me, me too. All
1: at right, right. all should, right. My, I should have my underwear. Yeah. Now, as long as you are cleaning them properly, even if they ragged, if you want to wear raggedy drawers, wear raggedy drawers. So what? Well, who cares? But um as long as you're cleaning them properly, whenever you feel like it. Okay. Sure clean. Girl, no,
0: make sure you clean them properly. That's 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 all I say. Clean okay. them properly. Because I thought you were gonna say like six. I thought you were gonna tell me like how we should like change our toothbrushes every three months. I thought you were gonna say go out and buy some new panties, but I got my period panties, and I've been having them for a real long time, so I was not sure. No, ma'am. Sure. <laughs> no, ma'am. No, okay.
1: Because, yeah, why are we th- Are we throwing away our clothes? What's the difference? Well, you pro- you probably had clothes like we we're wearing other people's clothes. We're wearing vintage clothes that somebody else wore that you don't know where they was at, what happened to them. That you, a lot of it you can't wash. You got to dry clean so they're not, why right. they were really clean. So if I'm going to put that on my skin, why wouldn't I keep my panties that I know are clean, that I know are my, are mine, that nobody else wore from my vagina? No. Um, as long as you want, just wash them properly.
0: Awesome. All right, and this is our last part. So as you know, my name is Amber Key. So at the end of each episode we have our key takeaways. So for our listeners, um, what are what are some key takeaways? This is your time to get uh, to hop on the mic and tell us something that we may have not talked about in this interview but you want people to know. Really, what I want people to know one, just pay attention to your body.
1: That goes with infections, that goes with different diseases. A lot of times we can diagnose ourselves with any and everything under the sun that's around before a doctor will uh diagnose us. Um, as far as your doctors go, so, so, so big on this. One, date your doctors. Two, if you are not satisfied if you're not satisfied with the answers that you're getting or what you're being told, make another appointment. Make another appointment and make another appointment until you are satisfied with something that a doctor is telling you. If you don't like it, get a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth opinion. You have that right. It's your body. You know your body. I understand, you know, they went to school for whatever, but they don't know you. They're not with you personally. They can tell you what the numbers say and what things look like, but you know how you feel. Um, A lot of people have been able to help themselves with a lot of different diseases because, you know, the doctor said it wasn't and they knew it was. Um, So just make sure you're dating your doctors, take care of yourself, pay attention to what your body is telling you, um, and you'll be okay. And how can people find out about you? How can people support your business? So you guys can support me by following me on Instagram. Making purchases. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at UndiWash and that's U-N-D-I-W-A-S-H. Um, and then website is UndiWash, same name,
0: dot C-O. Thank you, Shannon. That's it for this week's episode of A Bright Idea. Tune in each week as we interview entrepreneurs to find out their aha moments that launched their businesses. Today's episode featured Shannon Thomas with UndiWash, you can support her business by buying her products on UndiWash.co. That's U-N-D-I-W-A-S-H dot C-O. We're building a community of support here on A Bright Idea, so follow her on Instagram, give her reviews, and tell all your friends. You can listen to A Bright Idea on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Until next time, I'm Amber Key. Shannon grew up in Far Rockaway, New York, a neighborhood on the eastern part of Far Rockaway Peninsula in the New York City borough of Queens. Starting at a young age, Shannon had an interest in women's health. Raised in a home where she says parents didn't talk a lot about vaginal health, Shannon and her girlfriends in the neighborhood shared their experiences as young women with each other. It was through these interactions that Shannon became interested in women's health and wellness, but it wasn't until she experienced a personal incident that she decided women's health and wellness would be her career.